Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. From Dial Square to where is proud to have Gunas versus Cancer as its charity sponsor for the season. Set up by the Gunas podcast, it is a brilliant charity raising money for leukemia and lymphoma research. Please help me to help them reach their fundraising goal by visiting gunasversuscancer.com and see how to donate or bid for some great Guna merchandise. Thank you. Alright, Treacle. Welcome everyone to episode 5 of From Dial Square to Where. Hope you've all had a good week. Uh, actually, before I carry on, a couple of you have had a really good week. Um, just a couple of shout outs regards to big birthdays on uh, the Arsenal Twitter this week gone by. Um, my mate at Phil Busby, 79, was his 40th this week. Hope you had a great day, mate, and I'm really, really gutted I couldn't meet up with you at um, the Tolly before the Emirates Cup, even though I saw you when I drove past, as, we've, uh, as we mentioned. And um, at Guna Girl 1969, it was her 50th this week. Actually, I probably shouldn't have said that. However, because of the Twitter name, at Guna Girl 1969, it's a bit obvious to maybe, potentially, if you've got half a brain, work out how old she is. So, happy birthday to you as well. So I hope you had a great week, both of you. Now, I don't know whether um, any of you caught the shorter video that I uh, put on YouTube this week. Um, unfortunately, I had a few technical problems. I don't know what happened, but as I was driving and recording, um, the video actually stopped, and I carried on chatting for a little while before I realised, as you do. Um, and I was pretty much halfway through talking about our chances this season and Liverpool at the time. Um, and I thought that the video would have caught a little bit more of what I said, but obviously it didn't. So, um, a few things that I actually uh, missed out, really. Overall, and like I said, I'm, I'm not saying under any circumstances that Liverpool are going to have a crap season. I just think that they are going to be very, very hard pushed to have the same season again as what they did last year. Um... It's hard push for any team in world football to um, achieve what them and Man City achieved last season. And it seems to me that it's although they're still going to have a good season, they're not going to be as nailed on to be as good as they were before, which means to me, I, I can see them probably not, obviously not getting 90 plus points. I can see them getting... 80 to 85 points but not to the same levels as last year and the fact that everyone is literally written off places one and two in the Premier League next year I think is a bit premature now I'm definitely putting City down to win the league again on unfortunately yawn um, but I don't I don't think second is out of the question for a team and I can see us 
really taking a few teams by storm next year and surprising a lot of people. Um, especially if we can get Tierney tied up and a centre-back. And if we can get a, a really good centre-back, then that could propel us right up there. I think that... I think it was um, may have been... FM Lehrer or the Arsenal Illustrator or B2 on Twitter this week actually worked out the calculation and I don't I know nothing about all this XG business and all those uh, stats so I'm going to tell you I'm a bit more old school I like to do my um, sort of judging of teams with my eyes to be perfectly honest but it was it was very interesting um, that if we had um, if we can bring in a defender and um, and Tierney as well, tighten up at the back. With the additions that we've made, especially Pepe, which I'll come on to in a bit this year, then the turnaround in our fortunes and expected goals and expected goals conceded, etc., will be quite dramatic. And um, it would literally propel us. I think it uh, was around if my memory serves me correctly around 15 points extra that we would get next season now I, I think realistically with some of the games that we lost last year with the team that we had if you totaled up the games that we really should have won and it's easy said that in hindsight but genuinely we really should have won a lot more games last season than we did from winning positions and if we'd done that, then I, I think you agree with me that that would equate to more than 15 points over the course of the season. So, uh, I mean, that's, what's that, only um, five games. So there's more than five games last season where we really should have won when we didn't. Or at least got a point. Um, so potentially we could be a lot better off points-wise next year. And it wouldn't be, I think we were 25 points behind Liverpool last year. If they drop 10 points, which was still an amazing season, going down from 97 to 87, still a very good season. And we claim those 15 points as a minimum. Then that puts us right in the position where we could finish second. And I... I mentioned on that video I'm not confident about uh, Chelsea doing brilliantly next season <laughs> it could go one of two ways but I think they'll be quite just an average season in Frank Lampard's first year there and Spurs have been dramatically not dramatically sorry but they have been dropping points over the last two years consistently uh, from where they were three seasons ago um, they have made that Ndombele signing, like I mentioned on the video. Um, but again, I don't think that he's going to be completely transformative on his own. As good a player as he is, he's not going to do, the, you know, everything. They, at the moment, they're more losing more players than they are gaining players, as usual for Spurs. So I can't see them doing any better. And also. I've heard Mauricio Pochettino moaning and bitching uh, in the press again um, this pre-season 
trying to get the point across to Daniel Levy to make more signings. One day he's either going to walk out, someone's another team's going to poach him. I can't see who at the moment though. But I would say before Christmas the Man United job's going to be available. I can see him leaving then. Um, but yeah, I, I see another season whereby Tottenham are going to be flattering to deceive. Everyone is that you see in the, in the media, as always, with an anti-Arsenal agenda. But everyone loves Tottenham. Everyone's putting them in the top three. I really can't see that myself at the moment. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if they are, but very much up for grabs their place. But I can see us battling more for second than trying to get into the top four next year. Um, but it, it does depend on getting a good defender. Um, Umtiti would be my preference because I believe that he would be gettable. Um, I've heard a few reports, um, well I say a few reports, the main reports I've heard from Regan, about Regani and, uh, from Juve is from uh, my friend Harry Simiu on the Chronicles of Aguna. He watches an awful lot of um, Serie A and does a podcast about it. And he said that uh, Rogani is not considered a very good defender, unfortunately. And like I mentioned in previous podcasts and on Twitter several times, the simple fact is that if a player is being touted about as for sale, there's a reason for that. You just got to use your common sense. They're teams, unless they're in very dire straits financially, which clearly Juventus aren't, they may have to sell certain players, but they wouldn't go out their way to sell their best players. They would only go out their way to sell players that are surplus to requirements that you know they really can manage without. So he's not, unless, like I say, it's a lower, lower. Um, table um, mid, to, mid to lower table team that are desperate to raise some cash by selling one of their stars then the top teams around Europe aren't going to go out the way of selling their best players so there's going to be something wrong with them um, however it doesn't always mean that they're absolutely rubbish of course um, but Rogani is not considered to be a great defender the only downside with Umtiti is his knee, but he's young enough to cope and recover fully from that. Um, he will obviously be getting the very best treatment the world can offer on his knees. And we've taken bigger chances on players in the past with their fitness and health and come out of it smiling. Um, but it is always a little bit of a gamble, of course. But I think it's a gamble worth taking with him because if we get a fully fit and raring to go Samuel Umtiti, he could genuinely be as transformative for us as VVD was for Liverpool. Genuinely, I think he's a brilliant defender. Um, so let's uh, let's see what happens on that front. But if we can get someone like him and Tierney, then we will have completely and utterly transformed our team this summer from struggling to get into the top four to potentially, not this season maybe, but the season after, 
literally challenging for the title again. I mean, can you believe it? It is sort of pinch yourself and try and make sure you're not dreaming at the moment. But let's see if we can get these defenders tied up before the transfer window slams shut uh, next week. Well, I woke up to go get me a cold pop. And then I thought somebody was barbecuing. I said, oh, Lord Jesus, it's a fire. <laughs> then I ran out. I didn't grab no shoes or nothing, Jesus. I ran for my life. And then the smoke got me. I got bronchitis. Ain't nobody got time for that. So just a little bit about the uh, last week with transfers. What an exciting week. Blimey. Never saw that coming, really, a few days ago, did we? Going to be uh, just sort of baring our teeth, waiting for Wilfred Zaha. And then we get Pepe, blimey. Um, I'm really keen on um, the business we've done so far. Um, I mean, Pepe's going to add a new dimension to the team, isn't he, really? Um, it, you can't get much of a better front three than that uh, we've just got to get the midfield right and uh, make sure that we are getting all bases covered as far as that's concerned with regards to getting the right personnel in place so that we're covering um, the defence and obviously feeding those front three as best we possibly can I'm really hopeful that um, the manager's going to play uh, Willock uh, this, this season but uh, I'm more than realistic to know that he's not going to play him every week. But I'd like to see him, Sabayos, who was very um, encouraging when I saw him at, uh, at the Emirates Cup. I thought I'd really like his movement. So he only had a small cameo, but um, I think he's going to be a really, really good addition to the squad because he's very um, positive in his play. Uh, he runs with the ball and uh, takes care of the ball, recycles it really well. And I think he's going to win a few uh, free kicks, you know, in, in good positions outside the box as well. Um, but yeah, really good carrier of the ball, and that's what we've been lacking for quite some time. But I think Willock does that as well, which is positive. And um, the third, I'd have uh, Torreira. Um, now, in place of Willock, uh, being realistic, I'd stick Urzel in there as well. And play him sort of have a the midfield three in a bit of a triangle, and um, have uh, Meza Özil obviously at the tip of it. And uh, I think you know if he could, if we can get an Özil in, in form this season, it'd be. I mean, it's a very very old, overused cliche, but um, it'd be like having a new signing, as well. I mean, if he gets a new lease of life after the signing of Pepe, and uh, starts. Um, really performing each week and you know assisting goals for those three I mean wow I mean that's going to be really really hard to beat I think with if with no more signings as it is um, we will be easily challenging for the top four but I think if we can get Tierney and the new centre-back then we will be challenging like I said earlier um, for you know definitely the, the between third and, and second even, I, I personally think. So, um, yeah, very exciting. I mean, Twitter was 
electric a couple of days ago when um, everyone was waiting for Nicolas Pepe to be announced and <laughs> I've never seen anything like it for, for quite some time to be honest it was uh, quite enjoyable to watch and I put a tweet out there after I'd uh, just finished work for that day and um, I think it was yesterday actually I'd lost track of days but um, yeah I put a tweet out there as soon as I uh, was able to finish work and said has he been announced yet you know and got a, a stream and a flurry of uh, messages coming back um bless you all saying you know that he'd been announced and uh you know it, it was just a you know really good moment um so uh, it just um sends out a great message across well the whole of europe really it's uh, it's a really state good statement signing like you know like i said before get people off their, their seats and thinking oh blimey you know what's arsenal up to i thought they only had a threepence eight need to spend this year and um yeah, we're going to make a signing like that ahead of a lot of other teams who would have loved them. And to get these sour grapes tweets, you know, passed around amongst us all from other fans of other clubs who obviously would have loved them, you know, trying to dim it down. It's just been, a, it, you know, I love all that stuff I do. I'm seeing all that coming through. Makes my day. So it does. So, yeah, that's uh, been a great week. And uh, I'm just desperately hoping now that we're not in this instance the same old Arsenal and I just hope we don't just completely ignore the defence like we have done for years and years and years I mean how many times have you heard pundits um, and journalists saying oh you know I know Arsenal have bought another number 10 or another attacker and you know, the, uh, the, everyone knows that they desperately need defenders and so on and it's been the same for years so let's just hope that we get that right this year as well, and I, you know, I don't want to sound like a spoiled child or anything. Um, but if we don't get, you know, Tierney signed up, and well, even just Tierney, really, I'd still be a little bit of an anticlimax, really, for me. I've been looking forward to him so much, even though we've just signed for Nicolas Pepe. It just sounds a bit daft when, I, even when I'm saying it out loud. But I will do. I feel a bit. It's a little bit disappointed, but also, if we don't get a central defender as well, I can't. I mean, how can you say you'd be disappointed with the transfer window like we've had, really? But if we don't get any defensive cover, then I can't say, hand on my heart, I won't be still a bit disappointed and feel a bit anticlimactic, to be honest. So let's keep our fingers crossed, all of us, and um, stay together and. Let's hope for a really exciting last week of the transfer window. Yeah, I mean, just quickly as well, that is annoying that it finishes so flipping early this year as well. Uh, I think it's a couple of weeks earlier than pretty much every other country. I, I, I believe I might be wrong with that, but um, I'm pretty sure it is. So yeah, let's, uh, let's hope for a really exciting last week. And whatever happens, I won't be listening to Jim White or watching Jim White. I'll be having the radio on instead. All right, I'm going to have a short break. I'll be back shortly. Turtles. Continuing on about the transfers, just a short thing that I've um, come across this evening is that apparently we're we're in for uh, Coutinho now. It's just going to be amazing. We were, someone put um, a message on Twitter saying, "Well, we won't need a defence anyway because uh, with all the attackers, no one will be able to get into our half." And I replied, so yeah, it'd be like a game of British Bulldog back in the day. Remember that? You used to get come angry like bruises all over your uh, shoulders. 
anyway but i can't see that being true but it was on apparently someone took a screenshot it was on uh, sky sports news so we'll see how that one pans out as over the next few days as well i don't know where we're going to play all these players unless it means that we're going to have some departures like uh mkhitaryan Ozil, or whatever well we'll have to wait and see won't we getting crazy crazy out there must be the apocalypse wild horsemen coming along in other news man united spending 80 million quid on old slabhead maguire incredible absolutely incredible and uh, scotty boy guna posted um a chart with all the stats on with slabhead versus mustafi and pretty much everything uh, mustafi comes out top <laughs> it's just you couldn't make this stuff up so it's hilarious so there's this um, Man United account, uh, slaps and bants, I think, or something along those lines. So I just did a bit of trolling on um, on his account, which I uh, yeah really enjoyed that. So that was good. But I think the uh, the funniest thing this week on Twitter so far has been all the Tottenham players and uh, Tottenham itself celebrating like they've won the Champions League because they won a pre-season friendly. It's it's just hilarious. Absolutely funny. Um, literally, the players, like Ndombele, um, specifically as well, um, I think he directly tweeted Mesut Ozil taking the mix, saying about them winning a, a trophy. And it's just, again, there's something else you just couldn't make up. And um, I, I replied saying, you know, I ain't gonna bother literally listing Mesut Ozil's list of uh, honours that he's won because I don't think there's enough anything that he hasn't won is there in in football, and he's tweeting about winning the Audi Cup. I mean, I once got one of those when I took my old Audi A4 in for a service, and they're celebrating winning something called the Audi Cup. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's just it's so funny. They honestly think that their trophy drought is over. Oh my god! The last time they at Arsenal um, Boston posted this one out of uh, I think probably about a week ago, saying that last time Spurs won the league, it was um, the time when Harold McMillan was the prime minister in the UK. You know those. And there's a whole list of things that have happened since um, they last won the league. You know, that Thierry Henry was a glitterer in his uh, parents' eyes. He's been born, grown up, gone through his um, football apprenticeship, won the league and all the other cups that he's won, and then retired in a time that Tottenham last won the league. And... Um, but now it's all over. We can't taunt them no more because they've won the Audi Cup. Oh dear. Now it's time for what you've all been waiting for. The crack of dawn. With dawn. Obviously.
back at all time. Hi that. Yes, thank you. Have a good week. It's not been too bad, yes, thank you. Good. Yeah. Yeah. We've been up to. Um, I should well, know because I live oh, with you. Same, but yeah, for, the, for the sake of the listeners. For the sake of the listeners. Well, gardening. I've done quite a bit of gardening, which I really, really enjoyed. Um, I actually thought the world was coming to an end the other day, so I did, after that torrential rain that we had for 24 hours. You know? Um, it's only burst a dam, so, you know. It's just about well, being shallow. No, it's just really shit, isn't it? Never, yeah. ever, ever complain about it being too warm. Even if it is too warm, never, ever say it's too warm. Mm. Like, when it rains, you don't have to hear me complain about it. But the garden needs it. Yeah, uh, so my mother would say. And it's nice weather for ducks. Oh, well, apparently, I say apparently, me, James's mother, Maria, James being my friend, my son's friend from school, even. Yeah. Well, his mum, Maria, she has a duck. Um, it's a... Yeah, a bit random, that, with a pet. Yeah, it's um, a muscat, muscovat, muscat duck. Is it off of babe duck? That's sort of I don't know, that's one. quite, but yeah, it is quite a slender one, yeah. They're cute little ones, yeah. Yeah, well, Looking when like it was raining, juice. when yeah. it was raining when I went round to Clokes Curve the other day, there was an actual fact raining, like I've just said. Maybe we'll have to, like, um, box it this bit. No, you can't. No, you can't. Well, of course you can. That's right. <laughs> um, and from a kind of lovely train thought, yes, well, anyway, I said, nice weather for dogs. So she has, well, actually, now she doesn't like it. She comes in. That's that, not, that saying after the end of the... It's a bit of a shit dog, then, really, I suppose. Next time, take a little hook with you to school, just in case she brings the duck and you can... Oh, and it's a prize every time, of course. This must have had a dog. I asked her how long they're supposed to live for. She said about 30 odd years. No, I'm not. I might actually exaggerate slightly, but I don't think I do. I'm actually pretty certain she did say about 30 odd years. Well, she anyway. the Chinese one. Oh, no. So have you seen anything on Twitter? Um, this, this, this yes, one? I have. Um, I think I've you've got a new. A new favourite Twitter user. I have, yes. His name is AFC Van. Mm. We've done it, we've done a couple of these tweets already. He's going to start getting massively beheaded. Well, what's wrong with that? No, nothing. It's if you've got it, flaunt it, eh? Very funny. That's what my mother always said about the big boobs. Eternally grateful. Yes. Um, so do you want me to read one of these out to you then? What with uh, if you want, then yeah. it caught you eye. Um, there was a uh, Juliet Lubega at Ukragel Trudy. Don't know what that means. Whatever. Uh, whatever. Um, she says Arsenal lost their own Emirates Cup and they just played the final. We had to beat Real Madrid to qualify. Lucky crying face. And Bayern Munich to win. So AFC Bam replied or at Arsenal Homer. Oh, nothing. Oh, right. I'll, that's the end of the show. Well, anyway, he says, Blimey, Juliet, I know your club has had some lean time, but you celebrated a friendly club who's like not having sex with kids and then marrying a great thing with a hole in it so you can have a regular shower. <laughs> mm. Where was the other one? 
from AFC Van. Is that really quite like? Where is? Can you get this end of that one? I think so. Yeah. There was one about. Oh no, that was um. The one about these is garage. Yeah, but I haven't got it though. Then. No. Can we pause or let's we look? No. No. Okay, we're not pausing. Fine. No. Right, so it basically so said that the numbers gone. Oh yeah, and it basically said there was two that were there from the AFC van. One of them said, um, "Well, what a lovely, lovely guy I've just had in the garage. I feel really quite guilty about overcharging him now." Which I thought was nice, wasn't it? Because then the next one was, you get a complete dickhead come into your garage. Who you don't really want to serve, but what do you do? Yeah, what do you do? Do you either just like you know swallow it down and say, "Yep, yeah, what can I do for you?" Or do you just say, "Like what I, I did, did. <laughs> get the fuck out of my garage, you asshole!" Shove your car up your ass. Yes, shove your car up your ass. Uh, yeah. So I, uh, I can't get it. And if you actually did do that, don't be ace. It's a bit like how I talk to the people on the telephone when they're ringing up from, well, um, a fine example, Sky today. Mm, no, I've got like, Then they so wonder why you get so narky with them. the big issue, like, you literally cancel your contract with Sky, like your phone, whatever, your TV deal, TV. whatever, cancel it, and then the very next day they start ringing you, and hassling you, every ringing you, day, ringing you. Every single day, every minute they ring, I said, right, I don't know, but it's I swear to God. I used to get 25 messages a day. I reckon that's somebody who's like, take the better away. And you tell them to piss off or leave me alone or whatever. Somebody with a fucking thing and just constantly ring it. I hate poor customer service. is as bad for me by now. I'm the biggest bugbear in the whole world. I really hope anything. they've recorded my conversation with Sky. Oh, I swear. They use mine for their training. I swear to God, they're going to have to put some in myself. <laughs> because it's, if, if there's some good church going people that they recruit, they're going to, not going to want to listen to mine for their training, I tell you. But no, it drives me mad. This has literally gone out of my head. Wait, that. 20, 20 plus messages a day. Who do I have to report? Oh, I know, yeah. I can't remember. I, I, think it was a, uh, I think it was one of those PPI type companies, wasn't it? That proper harassing that was. I can't remember, but yeah, you actually turned your um, notifications off in the end, didn't you say? Yeah, definitely. Well, what's your, tell us a joke, please. Oh, right. Oh, yes, yeah, sir. So this is the big things that's the crack of dawn. Um, Crack being jokes, so I'm going to take a joke. Not bum crack. Not bum crack, no, just about the crack as in the dirty crack. Um, anyway, I shall tell you my most favourite joke. I'll start with this because things can only go downhill from her back. Um, there's a teacher, she's standing in front of the class, she says, Can anybody tell me uh, a sentence with the word definitely in it? So, this is Isabella at front, she goes, and she Sky is definitely blue, and the teacher says, No, sorry, Isabel, sorry, that's wrong. She goes, Because sometimes the sky isn't blue, it's grey or black or dark at night time. So then, little Charlotte's in the middle of the class, she puts her hand up. She goes, 
The sky is definitely blue. Did you just do the you sky? You did have done that one, yeah. Oh, boss. Not the sky. The trees. the trees are definitely green. So the teacher says, well, no, sorry, sorry. She says, that's wrong as well, because sometimes the trees are brown or they have no leaves at all in winter and autumn. So then there's a Johnny at the back of the class, and he puts his hand up, and he says, um, she goes, he goes, miss, the parts have nuts in them. And the teacher's absolutely horrified and says, no, Johnny, why do you ask? And he says, well, in that case, then, I'll definitely ship your pants. <laughs> <laughs> Not that you've got to know this. Thousands oh, of them. Oh, they're in the Oh, they're in the Always. Always. Yes, onto the crack of dawn. And the quick bonus, why did the bake have bad friends? Because he needed the poo. Yes, he did. <laughs> <laughs> Um, one more, I just one more. Knock knock. Who's there? I don't know. I don't know who. Uh, <laughs> that's it. I'm saying Who's there? I tried to know. I tried to know who. You didn't. I've got smelled something in here. Knock knock. Who's there? I I smell like up. <laughs> <laughs> no. I smell like. I think we're in good first. I, I don't smell like it. Right then, I can just leave that. Yes, in fact, I will leave my uh, new favourite Twitter person to next week. There we go. Oh, and by the way, we might have a guest in the next episode. That would be pretty cool. It would be pretty cool. My mum. Yes. No, not your mum. Oh, right. Although that would be very entertaining, I'm sure. <laughs> she wouldn't know what was going on. No, we just wouldn't tell her we recorded. Hmm. The ramblings of a mad woman. That's me now, isn't it? Exactly. Me. I should point out that it is nearly half past two. You probably should be keeping your daughter to sleep upstairs. You've got to sleep. 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 you and, well, hope you enjoyed the crack of dawn this week. Bye-bye. Thanks for coming. Bye-bye. See you next episode. See you next episode. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to episode five. Remember, you can always get in contact with the podcast via email, which is fromdialsquaretowear at gmail.com or via Twitter which is at From Dial Square. Look forward to receiving any suggestions, uh, abuse, or uh, any kind of feedback is always welcome. I look forward to speaking with you next week. Take care. Bye-bye. This is Dawn from At the Crack of Dawn again. Well, being as though it's called The Crack of Dawn, 
um, like meaning in like the crack, not uh, at all crack. Um, well, anyway, the crack being a joke, so I thought I'd tell a joke. So here's one of my favourites. Why did the baker have brown hands? Because he needed a boo. Uh-huh. This is Dawn from At Crack of Dawn. Um, just recording a little voice message here, just so that we can basically hear what I sound like. Um, oh, however, uh, once when I left an answer phone message on my mum's answer phone, and I went round and she played the played the message, and I said to her, "Now, who's that on the phone leaving that message? Because that's you, because that's never me. So I don't actually think I sound like me at all, especially." Especially when I'm not talking like I'm supposed to be talking. That's all. Bye-bye. Fantastic. That was...